8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. Right, lots to talk about there. Lots to talk about, I think, around ASCOM and there's huge concerns um, about it. It may well come up as part of our State of the Nation analysis because you know the President pronounced his version of the State of the Nation on Thursday. Um, so what about you? What, what do you make of the State of our Nation? And you're going to give me your views over a range of issues and specifically uh, some views on his a- address. I mean, some of the points that he made, the president, that is, um, some things that he may well have omitted and paid less attention to. OK, um, for example, I'm just thinking what comes to mind. I'll probably tackle it just now. He certainly spoke about violence against women and children, which he absolutely has to do. Right. And domestic violence, but just general violent crime. And, you know, it's on an up. I don't think specific attention was paid to that besides many of the other things that we covered. But anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get your thoughts. Oh, wait, nine one one oh four two oh seven. That's to call in SMS is four zero nine three eight voice notes. Maximum 30 seconds, please. 0614-104-107 and if you're tweeting it's hashtag SAFM Viewpoint I see many tweets around Patricia DeLille couldn't get through all but I will certainly look at all of them just now many people unconvinced that her pitch was a good enough pitch to get the vote that's just some of the, the narrative that I'm picking up right we've got two guests we'll have a representative from SAFTU coming up just now but first up we're going to get the IFP national spokesperson um, an MP of course and that's uh, Mkuleko Klangwa good chatting to you once again thanks for your time Thank you. I saw you at the State of the Nation. I mean, I wasn't there, but and I'm looking and I'm sitting with my family and you were behind uh, Mangasutu Butelezi and I said, that's one of the bright guys you need to keep an eye on. So just to tell you, you've been noticed and I've marked you since we've interviewed you before to say that's a guy we need. That's an, an asset certainly in terms of where we are. So with that in mind, of course, you have different political parties, different perspectives, right? From your, you know, whether it's personal or an IFP position, what did you make of the State of the Nation address? Well, from the president um, made a satisfactory statement of intent in terms of what it is that he thought um, needed to be done in the country. And so from that perspective, one can say that he did well. But of course, the taste of the pudding is in the eating. And it's the practicalization of some of the things which he said, which um, is of grand concern, because we are mindful of the fact that the president, on top of making the SONA address was also uh, making an election pitch um, ahead of the May 8 um, elections. And so it is very, very difficult um, to uh, actually take everything he said um, in good faith because some of it was pure electioneering. And I think at the top of the hour, the news um, that you just had now is that um, the president is saying is not reviving the scorpions. Mm. But the expectation that was um, set into motion um, last week Thursday was that um, the scorpions were being revived. And so it's the ambiguity of the detail um, where the president fall, fell short. Um, and that is of great concern. Secondly, um, of course, we are mindful of the fact that um, uh, the president is, for all intents and purposes, a caretaker president in this term, and he's seeking an electoral mandate, um, which will um, be a Ramaphosa mandate um, for him to effect um, maybe a Ramaphosa identity into the presidency in a way which will uh, be comfortable for him. 
And so he was working on eggshells and also trying to allay um, the anxieties and tensions within the ANC itself ahead of the election. Um, and so that is why you found that um, some of the uh, things which he said are things we had heard before, mm. um, and the question becomes what happens to action. The issue of Tasha Nashaf of ESCOM is very, very important because it speaks to um, national security, it speaks to economic security and sustainability of our country. And the fact that now ESCOM is going to be debundled and um, will have three uh, streams to it, and further adds to the complication as opposed to being a solution because the fundamental issue with SOEs is not that they are not viable but they collapse at the behest um, of poor governance, the failure to adhere to treasury regulations, and particularly the PFMA, and so on. And so it's an issue of cadre deployment which continues to collapse and these entities. And I'll make an example for you. If you look at SAA, SAA makes uh, about 31 billion rands uh, per year, give or take, but their expenditure... Um, is uh, 33 billion rands. When you zoom into the financial challenges of SAA, you begin to recognize that it's an institutional problem around governance. And secondly, if you're going to now take the SAA model um, to uh, ESCOM, you're going to run into the same problems because SAA has got a mother body board and then has got subsidiary boards and the contestation of power, the contestation of territory um, in that entity in the main is one of the reasons why SAA has collapsed because SA Technical and SFs and so on, um, SA Express, they are all guarding and defending their own turf. Now, if you're going to borrow the same model and transfer it to ESCOM, where most likely you're going to end up having a mother body, uh, board and then the board for the three entities, you are bound then to run into a problem. So with this kind of uh, intervention is a knee-jerk reaction to the broader systematic mm. problems so, um, so, Okay, so let's take a party like yours. I mean, when you go to the State of the, uh, state of the Nation address, you're obviously a party in opposition. You know, how do you... How do you approach the state of the nation address because the moment you get off you're going to get interviewed you like too much it suggests you like you like the ANC you're very much the same as the ruling party and you too critically could well be unpatriotic like what's the mental mindset before even the address is delivered well the ANC has always been very pragmatic and practical where the government does that which is correct and in the collective interests of our people we will always support it and where they do that which we believe is not right um, and not in the interests of South Africans, um, we, will, we will not support it. And, of course, the expectation, we always expect the president to be honest about the prevailing realities of our country and to make commitments which are realistic. Now, you can't even build toilets and schools, and yet you are promising to be rolling out tablets for every single um, South African child. Now, that's a pie in the sky, and that's where then um, in, uh, politicking and politics, as my university professor used to say, that there's politics and politics. The president sort of ventured into politics um, with some of the commitments that he made, to, such, such as this one. We have been unable to roll out the modern-day um, 
infrastructure, skills and expertise for our schools, even the most basic of providing libraries and providing laboratories and just dealing um, with infrastructural problems such as doing away with abestos, giving our learners dignified um, sanitation and ablution blocks and so on. And now you want to uh, tell us that you are going to jump all those um, key and fundamental aspects of basic education and give us classroom, smart, smart classrooms ahead of basics. It smacks of dishonesty, and that's where um, we have a problem with the president. That's why initially, um, and even now, the IFP's reaction is that for all intents and purposes, the president gave a statement of intent which was noble. But the taste of the pudding is in the eating. We need to benchmark the state of the nation address against the budget that will be delivered um, next week so that we can see the thread of consistency um, between the state of the nation address um, and the budget. You are dealing with an economy that is not growing. And whilst the president made, may have made the right pitches, but the investment drive um, which he has had has got the hallmarks of delivering what we had in the um, mid-2000s of jobless growth where you had um, un- uh, economic growth of 5.5%, but unemployment was stubbornly high at 25%, give or take. And so he's walking about the same route. What we did not get a sense, the president speaking about, was speaking to grassroots issues, speaking to the day-to-day realities of our people, just how we're going to get food on the table. Um, it was, whilst he spoke at length about the economy, one did not get a sense that um, the job creation was a priority um, because his assumption is that if the economy grows, then jobs will be created. And the linkages there, of course, are far and varied. And, of course, you've got a situation whereby we have not given um, full attention to developing TVET colleges in the main to give us the necessary knowledge, skills, and expertise of the kind of economy that we're speaking about. So there's that backlog. You've made a promise of free education and higher education. Mm. Yet institutions throughout the country are battling absorbing students. You've got challenges with historic debt. Um, you've got strikes and you had the unfortunate incident of a loss of life just last mm. week mm. Um, at the mm. University of Technology. And that is simply because the announcement for free education was a knee-jerk reaction to the pressure which students have had applied on government and there was really no plan. And so you are trying to implement something which you are planning along the way. And that is the hallmark um, of the of this current government. Okay. There's a total deviation um, from the um, NDP and sort of new plans are being propped up and cropped up along the way. All right. And that is the problem which the president um, found himself. Okay, let me, let me remind... to say the right things, but the environment was not conducive. Let me remind the listeners thing. that we're chatting to Imkuleko uh, Klengwa. He's the IFP's national spokesperson. We're effectively reflecting on on Sona, different angles coming out of the State of the Nation address, which happened last week, Thursday, of course, right? Uh, and some things you may want to pick up on. We'll get another take on it from the, the SAFTU Deputy Secretary General just now. Uh, so, so with that in mind, do I then say that, let's, not just now, but even in, in past State of the Nation addresses, do you as a, as a party, as the IFP, do you, do you ever scoreboard what was said and like do a report card a year later, say, said this, did this? Do, do, you, do you ever do a checklist on it? 
Well, we, 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 going into this information, there was five key areas which the IFP was actually concerned about, which we spoke about prior. It was the economy, it was job creation, it was creating an education system which is responsive to the needs of the um, economy and ones um, which respond to um, the skills shortage in the country. Um, fourthly, we were, we, we were expecting the president to um, speak at length about the housing issue because one of the biggest problems, Ashraf, is that we are building housing houses almost everywhere in South Africa, but you're not building communities. And by that we mean you need to build um, houses within the context of building new communities as not to um, reinforce apartheid special planning. You are building houses which reinforce apartheid slum kind of um, housing. You are building houses which our people um, are removed, far removed, um, from areas of economic activity. And so the same um, reality prevails. You live in point B and must travel extensively to point B to get, uh, you live in point A and you must travel extensively to reach point B where you are expected to work. So what we are saying about housing as part of an economic package and building new communities is that housing must form part and parcel of infrastructure growth. So roads, electricity, water, and sanitation. And then pick begin to build new communities so that people can work within their own communities. So that vacuum remains a problem. And the final issue was that, which we're looking into, was the breakdown in the reconciliation agenda because there is a huge erosion of the social cohesion outlook which um, this country has enjoyed for the longest of time. We're also not ignorant to the realities of apartheid and the fact that black people are at the receiving end of that oppression and that we have to level the playing fields um, socially, economically and otherwise. But we need to do that by pulling together and not pulling apart. And we can't develop South Africa by leaving a certain fiction behind. And so the president really, as far as we are concerned, did not go far enough in bringing South Africans together against uh, uh, to a vision mm-hmm. which says we are in this together and we are going to build this country together. So when we looked at the state of the nation, he may have touched on all the issues that um, we had really expected him to do so, but he did not go far enough simply because it was very high level, it was very impractical, Mm -hmm. it was a very utopic kind of um, state of the nation address which did not resonate with the ordinary man in the street. So can we we therefore say then, in fact, it was was a poor state of the nation address? would Would you pronounce it that way? Well, one wouldn't say poor. For all intents and purposes, all we can say is that the president presented a statement of intent. He gave us his wish list. Um, and we are expecting um, the budget to um, drive that home, to be the home run, so to speak, which um, actually gives this political statement um, some some resonance Absolutely. with reality. Yeah. So if one is to say, um, we will you know, pull a rabbit out of the hat, it will have to be the budget. But insofar as um, the, uh, the the reality is confronting our people of high unemployment and economy that's not growing, crime, um, the in- escalating um, inequality gap in the country, uh, that the president fell short um, in that regard. Did he give hope? Well, he may have given hope to a certain section um, of the demographics of South Africa and potentially to some investors. But the question becomes, 
the political will and the political action. And that's where the president has fallen short because there's been an absence of consequence management. People who occupy positions now are compromised. They were in the belly of the beast of state capture, in the belly of the beast um, of Mm. corruption. And so he is rather putting ANC interests first ahead of the country. There's no reason why... Um, people like Nomvula Mokunyane continue to occupy positions um, in government now when they are so severely compromised from A to Z. And so the kind of maneuver, political maneuvering that he had to do of ANC politics on a national platform, which was to cater for all interests, um, was a, a, a shortfall um, for, the, for the president. Secondly, it would be, have been very disingenuous, of course, for the president to want to have taken um, the mantle um, for the Zondo Commission, when we all know that the Zondo Commission is a product of public, public, public protector Tulima Dontela's report, which compelled government to set up that commission. And of course, we know now, coming out of it, that um, the allegations are very serious to the compromise um, of the okay. ANC and how some of its leaders have failed. And the president himself um, needs to be honest with South Africans as well, because he was the deputy president of Mr. Zuma. He served in the ANC, NEC, which Mr. Zuma led. And so for the past nine, ten years, for all intents and purposes, all these things had to have happened within his purview in one way or the other. And we did not find the president take ownership of those challenges along with the mm. ANC to admit well, may- maybe then your point the is we have arises out of the ANC okay. aiding and abating the misdemeanors. All right, let's leave it at that. Zuma. Maybe then your point about, let's see what the budget says, because it gives the meat, in this case, to the actual pronouncements. And then what happens post-election, assuming that President Ramaphosa then is the president after winning an election, something he hasn't actually quite done as yet. The IFP national spokesperson, that's uh, Mkuleko Klengwa, with his views. Now, there's a couple of people trying to call, and if you do have a view on some aspects of the State of the Nation address last week, in terms of some specific pronouncements, uh, do let us know. I'd like to get your thoughts. What we will do next is get a reaction from the Deputy General Secretary of the Trade Union Movement, uh, Saftu, right after this. Get ready for the most high-octane, extreme adventure reality dating show on TV. I'm just a flirt. I'm trying not to be hurt again. I love to be loved. As 16 ordinary, single South Africans embark on an epic journey. She's afraid of water, afraid of heights, and afraid of commitment. How soon do I to get married tomorrow? A journey to face their fears in grueling challenges. I came here to find love, and now love is really challenging me. Can't take losing, I want all time. And ultimately, a journey to find love. How's it going to be like for your family to accept an interracial relationship? Guys, I'm falling. I was doomed from day one. Love is love. It comes in all forms, shapes, sizes. You epitomize everything that's gone in my life. Catch all the drama, adrenaline and romance in an all-new, all-South African format. The longest date starts 11 February at 7.30pm only on SABC3. During the first two years of my marriage, I was stressed, began to drink a lot. My wife then told me to visit Men's Clinic International, as this was all taking a toll on our marriage. I did! I am proud to stand here and tell you all that Men's Clinic International restored my marriage and dignity as a man. So, visit Men's Clinic International today.
SMS help to 32110 or send a please call me to 072-315-2574. P's and C's apply. SMSs cost one rent. Catch your premium lifestyle show every Monday for motivational conversations and encouraging stories. And on Tuesdays, we cook along with the biggest media personalities and artists. And that's not all. On Wednesday, we get expert advice on the latest beauty trends, health and fitness, and ways to manage your finances. Experience Couture Runway Shows from the comfort of your lounge every Thursday. That's Afternoon Express weekdays at 4.30pm on SABC3. Hashtag SAFM Viewpoint. Okay, so let's get another view on the state of the nation. By the way, we'll have our innovations uh, feature coming up just now and some really interesting applications or apps, as you would understand, um, done by a group of young people, young females, in fact. But look out for that in business, okay? Moleki Pakedi is with me, the G- Deputy Sen- General Secretary of SAFTU. Uh, Moleki, Moleko, rather, good chatting to you and thanks for your time. Good evening. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Right. Maybe, you know, for you, let's start with maybe three pronouncements in terms of your observations of uh, of what came out of the State of the Nation Address. Now, firstly, the statement to us reflected the President's conservative pro-business view of the world and uh, his major concern around the wealthy investors and credit rating agencies rather than focusing on the issues that are affecting the poor majority of South Africans. From our own uh, view, this is nothing, uh, there was nothing absolutely in the speech, if I may, that uh, uh, one will recognize as any fundamental change in the way the country has been, and in particular the economy, so to say, and how we need to be running such a country and economy. There is nothing in this particular statement that talks to even what ANC normally previously related to, a commitment towards radical economic transformation or and the so-called second phase of transition. Least said about even the Freedom Charter. You, you, we have the strong view that this state of the nation represents an open right-wing business-as-usual speech, so to say. And for that matter, it reinforces what we've been saying as stuff to that the president is completely immersed within the rank of the ruling class and committed to their capitalist policies wholeheartedly. Okay, so so with that in mind, I mean, you, you'd come back, you know, to caucus amongst your your unionists, and and you would you would I mean, you're already disappointed, and I've heard that, uh, mm-hmm. and and therefore, how does that then shape your 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 relationship with government. I mean, you're not part of the old COSATU. That's different. Uh, they were very much allies. They still remain allies. H- how does this, however, shape your, your tactics going forward? You, you, you would appreciate that when the president took office last year, uh, he came with the so-called uh, New Dawn. And to a large extent, we were quite critical of this New Dawn. Uh, one, it got off the ground. We were meted with a harsh tax increase on general tax to be exact. We were meted with an introduction of a slave national minimum wage. We were meted with a serious uh, diminishing of workers' rights through the labor amendment bills. We were meted with a number of summits that took place which now have proven to be worthless and a waste of time. To that end, we have always continued to indicate that the so-called new dawn is nothing other than a, a blow of hot air. We are sitting with the president one year later. 
who in our view does not necessarily have the appreciations of the reality of our people. It seems like the president is talking from a particular different world altogether than what the South Africans are going through. It doesn't, in our view, address the issues that are at hand. It shows to us that government is not having the appetite and the desire to change the socioeconomic situation within the republic to address the four challenges that we are faced with. I mean, to an extent, maybe the question of corruption is being addressed, thanks for the commissions that are running three or four to four of them. But the question of job creation is is not within their vocab. You would appreciate that all efforts that they are putting in place are leading towards increased unemployment rate. Our economy, in reality, is stagnated. And for that matter, the livelihood of our own people is degrading day by day. But you say, you say job creation is not in the vocab of government? Are you saying that job job creation is no, not in the? But I mean, the the president pronounced on it now. Last year they had the job summit. They they also started the 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 yes, uh, I think youth employment services. Surely, president, uh, the government, and and by that definition, the ruling party would know that if they don't deliver more jobs in the future, they they're in serious trouble. Why would you say that they would disregard that? No, I mean let's 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 take a step back. Uh, uh, my dear comrade, and, and look at what government has been saying about job creation to date. And look at what has exactly been happening. There's been quite the opposite. The, the, the job summit gave them absolutely nothing. In fact, the president boasted that uh, uh, during that summit, 275,000 additional jobs were promised. This is even below what their own national development plan actually target was that it was going to be about 750,000 new jobs to be created by 2030. But none of these jobs have yet materialized to be to be exact. The unfortunate case is that we are continuing to lose jobs. The majority of young people are not working in this particular republic. South Africa is rated as one of the six highest countries with level of high unemployment in the world. And that is worse among the young people. So, so far as we are concerned, there is nothing concrete that has been put in place that convinces us or even entrusts us, the president, with the, 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 the reality of driving job creation. Look at what they are doing with regard to uh, state-owned enterprises. The least they could be doing, they could be saving jobs that are there. But they are destroying those particular jobs. And the unfortunate case is that they are not creating jobs anywhere else within the economy. So, so far as we are concerned, the current jobs that are there are being lost and none is being created, and as a result thereof, there is no conviction in our view that government really is serious about protecting jobs. Mm. So, so with that in mind, I mean, what, what's the one thing that, that was glaringly absent from the State of the Nation address that you just felt, we can't believe the President omitted to mention this? What, what would that have been? Pardon me, what is that that the president... Was there one thing that the president failed to raise at the State of the Nation address? Sometimes you raise it, but you raise it poorly. But in this case, he uh, just didn't uh, even raise it. If, if you go through the president's uh, speech, you, you'll know that we made mention of two at least, at least, phrases that ANC and even the state president will normally make mention of. For example, just radical economic transformation. There is no such... So in our view, is just to manage the current system as it is, or even to use a phrase of second phase of uh, uh, transition, let alone just to mention the Freedom Charter. So far as we are concerned, the president is, is far away from addressing the real fundamental issues and bringing about the real changes in this country. It's about just managing the situation as it is. There is nothing actually that is doing other than continuing where Zuma left off. 
He may be using different phrases, sophisticated manner in presenting that, but I can assure you that it's just a continuation of what we have. Okay, isn't that the reality, which is that the president is merely the spokesperson and a, an executive, a caucus, actually makes all the decisions, as they did yeah, before absolutely. and they still yeah, do now? You're absolutely correct. That's one thing that at least SAP have been trying to put across. But as much as we may have thought that the rot lies with the former president, Zuma, that is not the reality. The, the reality is that the rot lies with the entire... See, I mean, we can talk about action for, for example. We can talk about lack of failure or rather lack of failure to deliver services. It cannot therefore then be pinpointed at one man. It will be very naive of all of us to pin our hope more several Ramapos and hope that the, the Tumamina will bring about the desired change. It's not about that. And the reality is now starting to knock and knock very hard to all of us to see that indeed it's not going to be worth killing. Okay, I think the line's gone wrong, but, but maybe we're going to just leave it at that. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. The, point, the point that I was making was that it, it, it is now coming a bit clearer that to pin the hope on an individual and suppose that uh, the president is going to bring about real change is naive. Okay. Um, All right. I'll tell you what, we seem to be losing you in terms of just the line becoming worse. My apologies for that. Let's leave it at that. And that's uh, Moleko Pakeri, the SAFTU Deputy General Secretary, reflecting on the state of the nation dress according to SAFTU and before that, of course, from the from the IFP. Now, we have a feature um, which got touched on, I suppose, by the state of the nation dress in terms of the fourth industrial revolution. Uh, it's not just about that. It's innovation, innovation of business, innovation of techniques, innovation of the mind. We talk innovation every night before we're done with the show. It's that important. It's the thing that you must not forget. And we do that right after this.